the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate. Different away during this show, that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin, and it's worth at least $100. That's pretty good. Yeah. Today's trivia theme, since uh, tomorrow is the Super Bowl, is... The Super Bowl. We'll see if you guys know your sports. Nice. Um, So uh, first thing I wanted to mention is it looks like the tax law has changed, right? I think we've heard that in the news somewhere. Yes, we have. (laughs) I don't know which station. Maybe all of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So one of the things that uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, what you hear from the media is, you know, Trump was trying to get uh, back at the blue states. Right. The higher income tax, New York, rates. Connecticut, right. California, California. Yeah, because because we did not vote for him. Right. So the way he's one of the things he was doing is to say that any state tax that you pay or real estate tax that you pay that are over ten thousand dollars is not going to be deductible. All right. Which obviously, if you're in a high property tax state. That's, that's that hurts. Hurt. That hurts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so again, it seems like it's specifically the like California, you know, Connecticut, and New York. Well, here's the funny thing: is that California says, "Well, hey, how about if we do this? Instead of calling your income tax a tax, we will allow you." This is this is kind of on the board right now, so it hasn't passed. What California wants to do is say, "How about if we call it a contribution? And if you contribute to California, well, then we'll lower your tax." So what you would get to do is deduct a contribution on your federal income tax return. And you could do that up to 50% of your AGI, I believe, for this kind of contribution. So it's kind of a way around the rules. Here's the funny thing to me is, A, I don't know if the IRS will you know, go along with that. I'm not right. sure what they can do about it. But, but to me, the interesting thing is California always talks about, you know, oh, Trump's for the rich and all this kind of stuff. Well, aren't they kind of... Tailoring this for the new, rich. for the rich, yeah. Right. It's, it's only people who are rich who mm. have. Well, a lot of the California constituents uh, who you know may, in fact, vote Democrat. They're they're rich and and they're yeah. getting hurt by this. So you right. know, putting a cap on the amount of state and local and real estate taxes that you can deduct on your federal return really hurts. And so they cap that out at ten thousand dollars. And it's not unusual for you know in California between you know your state and local taxes, uh, you know it could be twenty, twenty five, thirty, sure. fifty thousand. I mean, depending on how much you you make, it's it's not a small amount. But, but and, I and, thought the liberal people <laughs> want to give as much money to the government as possible and yeah. have them you know take care of all. Well, of I think that's, that's pretty nice. clever calling the tax payment 
moment you make to the state of California a contribution, contribution yeah. for, I just don't think the IRS is going to allow that to stand. I think it's pretty yeah. interesting, though, that politically speaking, you know, the governor is trying to put a thumb in the eye of the, uh, yeah. of the federal government and saying, well, look, you know, we're going to protect our citizens here and, and um, you know, we're getting the short end of the stick. Well, the interesting thing is, I think the way they're doing it is they say, if you make a contribution that's deductible to California, we will use that. I don't know if it's 100 percent or 85 percent or some mm. some percentage. We will give you a credit for your California taxes. So that is kind of a clever way wow. to get around that rule. So would this go back to 2017 when you're filing or is this something that would well, no, this is really forward, for 18 right? forward 18 because forward, the, yeah. the tax law only if it's only impacting from January 1st on forward yeah. your 2017 taxes, which, uh, you know, if you're lucky, you've already paid them. But for those right. who haven't filed and uh, well, few have filed, but uh, right. uh, a, a, a significant number of people, myself included, have not, you know, completely paid paid my 2017 tax <laughs> liability, unfortunately. And, and uh, I wish I had some of the uh, benefits of some of the uh, tax reform that was passed uh, for last year. But no, it's only going forward for On this forward year. Basis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody wanted to learn more about that, do, I mean, is there literature on, yeah, on Don't this? read your paper because it's all <laughs> yeah. headline yeah. news Doom and not a lot of substance. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to think if the, F, if the IRS website has... The information you mean talk about just the new law or this the, California this one? California idea? Oh, uh, that I actually read in the paper, but I've heard about it. So yeah. I talked to my CPA this past okay. week, uh, and, and you know, just to kind of huddle up because I've got a number of entities that I file for, and you know, of course, our company uh, is an S corporation, and we've got a bunch of LLCs that flow into that. And we're talking about you know tax planning on when those entities are. A couple of things that are interesting is you know there's all this talk about you know trying to um, simplify tax code, which would be a bad thing for CPAs, but in fact, this latest tax law is actually a boon for CPAs. It was really the CPA Full Employment Act. This this, this tax law. So so they're they're you know these guys are you know it used to be that that tax season was certain times of the year, including you know the the weeks leading up to to April fifteenth. Now it seems like it's it's twelve months out of the year. Yeah. But but she was telling me that even um, their firm is still having to study this thousand plus pages of new tax law because there's still not general agreement as to um, how the tax laws are going to benefit some of their uh, some of their uh, clients. So like, for example, there's this 20% discount for uh, LLC income, which, you know, a lot of you out there invest in LLCs, but it's it's not that simple. Some LLC income can be discounted. Other LLC income cannot be discounted. I'm already finding that out with uh, a few of my LLCs where she's saying, oh, that that particular one, you won't get the discount. I'm like, really? Why? Wow. You know, so. Well, also, you know, if they take away home equity lines of uh, interest, but what if you use it for investment income? Right. Then you have mm. investment interest. So all, all right. kinds of stay all tuned, stay more tuned. to be revealed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to start with our first trivia question. Again, we're talking the Super Bowl here. Super Bowl here. And uh, for those of you who know, I have a sports show. I did much more complicated questions than this. This one's going to be a little You're bit going easier. easy on this. Easy. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Which team did the Green Bay Packers defeat in Super Bowl one? That's our trivia question. Oh, I'm all right. That. Hmm. You do know that, right? I might. You might. Okay. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that five-pack tanning certificate. So get on the phone and call right away. Which team did the Green Bay Packers defeat in Super Bowl One? You better know that Green Bay was in the first two Super Bowls, right? 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure, if you say oh, you so. you guys. Okay, this goes back to 1822. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. That's our trivia question. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question Which team did the Green Bay Packers defeat in Super Bowl one? Minnesota Vikings? No. Mm -mm. Um, Broncos? No. no, the Chiefs. Chiefs? Oh, Chiefs. Jeez. Okay, that was one question I thought was easy, but I guess not. Okay. <laughs> not uh, for us. Uh, <laughs> listeners are, are pulling their hair out going, what's up with these I guys? love modern <laughs> sports. I just not into the sports when I was growing up because I don't remember. You don't remember that. Yeah. Actually, that one I don't remember either. I was a little bit too young for that. Okay. So, uh, Mark, you've got some uh, I've got some headlines. Some headlines. So, um, you know, if you've been listening to this show for a while, uh, you may recall that from time to time I'll bring headlines in. And I love, one of my pet peeves is newspapers and their headlines and how misleading they are. So I've got a couple here for you this morning. Uh, CNBC, one of my favorites not home prices surge to a new high up 6.2 percent in november up from 6.1 percent in october <laughs> that's a surge now first of all <laughs> when is six percent even a surge and, and when is 6.1 to 6.2 a surge and why do they even use decimal places in the first point but this is not exact science right. home point, price valuations if it's 6.23 or 6.4, I mean, who cares? It's 6%, yeah, right? You're right. Year over year, it's 6%. So stop with the decimal points already. It's 6%. <laughs> and 6% is not a surge. But they are going up. And that's the average. So that's, that's, the, uh, that's the national average. National average is 6%. And quite frankly, that hasn't, I mean, it's gone up a little bit. I mean, last year it was around 5%. This year it's around 6%. So it's, it's tracking up. The rest of the country is catching up with California. Surging real estate prices is not news to anybody in California. We've been benefiting from prices going up you know, dramatically since, you know, I mean, the last 10 years. Well, not 10 years. Since 10 years ago, since the trough about 2010, 2011, we've had a good, at least a good five-year run-up of prices. Here's the next one. Mortgage rates jump again. Jump. Because, again, if it bleeds, it leads, right? Everything's right. like jumps again. 30-year Fixed-rate mortgage averaged 4.15% this past week. What was it a year ago this week? 4.0625? No, 4.2. <laughs> so it's basically the same. It's, okay. it's down a, a smidge. But basically, year over year, the 30-year mortgage rate is the same. It's, so, it's, so in other words, it surged Wake to the me same. up when it's 5%. Then I'll care, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're in a really stable real estate market right now that is uh, with very strong underlying economics, especially in California, which really, quite frankly, f you know, for at Pacific Private Money, where we are California-based lenders lending in California to mostly California residents with investors who live in California and appreciate our knowledge of the region. This is the only state I care about, right? And California is a huge state. It could be its own country. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seventh yep. national 
gross national product, right? In the world. But speaking right. of of you know California, you know, and and other markets, let's since the Case Shiller Index just came out again, and for those of you who follow real estate pricing trends, don't read. Or don't bother with this week's news about how median prices are up X percent or not, because, you know, looking at the median price doesn't really tell you anything about, you know, the true uh, rate of appreciation year over year and its trend. But if you follow, as we do, the the Case-Shiller Index, which for the last 20 years uh, plus has been telling us, um, based on a number of, of very complex metrics, how... Price per square foot for home sales in various um, neighbor uh, in various marketplaces have been trending year over year, and what's interesting is San Francisco Bay Area, which had been cooling off last year, and last year on average, I think I think through most of seventeen, uh, looking at the monthly year over year rate, it was right around the six and seven percent. Well, that has actually started to increase yet again. In 15 and 16, that number was around, it was in double digits. It was 10 and 11 percent year over year. 17 uh, slowed down a bit. Now we're at the, uh, uh, Case Shiller is always about 60 days um, looking past because it takes them a while to collect this data. So the, the summary for November, year over year, November 2017 to 2016, San Francisco Bay Area, up 9 percent. I'm not going to tell you 9.1 because, again, I, I hate those decimal points. So we're <laughs> We're, we're up 9%. It, so it's it's trending back up again. And I think that reflects the strong California economy, the lack of housing, and just, you know, the, just the, the strength of the jobs market overall. But what about some of the other um, markets in America? Now, a year ago at this time, when we were looking at year-over-year increases in San Francisco of around 6-ish percent, San Francisco Bay Area had fallen from being the number one appreciating state a couple of years back to being about the sixth or seventh. But now we're back up to third. So who's number one and who's number two? Well, the top guy has been the top city for actually quite some time, and it's Seattle. Seattle is, uh, in November, year-over-year appreciation, 13%. I mean, wow. it's, it's a pretty hot market up there. Portland's been up there for a while, but actually, the number two city, and this surprised me a little bit, Las Vegas. Wow. Year-over-year, year, 11%. So Las Vegas is back up there. Now, what's interesting about Las Vegas is, on average, Las Vegas is one of the few cities in America that still has not reached its high from 2006. Wow. Well, it dropped quite a bit. It dropped eight, a nine, lot. Yeah. So, so investors are starting to look at Las Vegas. Um, now, we said the national average was 6% year-over-year. Look at some of the cities that are above the national average at 7%, clocking in at 7% year-over-year uh, appreciation, Dallas, Denver, Detroit. Wow, that's Well, you can only go so far yeah. Detroit. Yeah. So Detroit. Yeah. So yeah. people are saying, and there's a lot of homes in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, there's tons. I, I, I know have some friends who are investing in Detroit. And uh, so some opportunities there. Tampa, Florida, 7%. Huh. So, so very interesting. Um, you know, again, um, you know, overall, good metrics. Uh, 2018, looking forward, I just I don't see any cl- uh, clouds on the horizon. And you know, and, and for this show every week, you know, I go through and I scour the blog posts and and uh, read the economists and and look at the local and national news. And there just isn't a lot to be 
nervous about right now in terms of uh, uh, real estate prices, real estate in general. And, and since the Pacific Private Money, we lend on real estate and we lend using private capital for which we pay a very nice return. <laughs> which we will get into in the next segment. Right. We, you know, we're very concerned about California real estate prices. So, uh, so you know, 2018 so far looks really, really promising. I, I, th- I also think it'll be a very good year. Yep. All right. Uh, second trivia question. We're talking the Super Bowl, which team was the first to score 50 points in a Super Bowl? Hmm. Which team was the first to score 50 points in a Super Bowl? Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that five-pack tanning certificate. All right? So that's our trivia question. And uh, again, one more time. Which team was the first to score 50 points in a Super Bowl? I might actually know that one. Really? Okay, well, that's good. I think you like this team. All right. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing is we'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Nam Phan. Uh, second trivia question. Which team was the first to score 50 points in a Super Bowl? Niners, right? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, 5510 Denver? That's right. No. Very good. Wow. <laughs> See, now there you go. You knew that one. I actually knew that one because <laughs> that was, number. you know, it's a game I actually watched. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really funny because just talking about that game, um, that was one of the, that was in um, John Elway's early, uh, early years. And yeah. the sports announcers didn't realize that the, the expression that John used to wear was very toothy. And they kept thinking that he was grinning throughout the whole game that he was getting his butt handed to him. And he actually wasn't grinning. That was just, his so, natural look. And I, I just oh, I remember that the announcers at <laughs> the football game saying, now's about the smiling? time that maybe he should stop smiling. That's <laughs> funny. He's happy they're losing. Yeah. Maybe he's betting on the game or something. So I, 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 I teased a, a last segment a little bit about uh, you know, how at Pacific Private Money, uh, we're real estate lenders. We were alternative to bank financing for people who need money fast and need it reliably to close a real estate transaction. And we use private capital for that, for which we pay a handsome return. And we define handsome as somewhere between 75 and 8%. That's about the average yield we're, uh, we're paying uh, uh, as, uh, as income uh, from our mortgage pool fund that we use. And uh, uh, the, the Pacific Private Money Fund is now up to $35 million in assets under management. Uh, have about 135 investors, uh, mostly Bay Area residents, who trust uh, uh, our company because of our local expertise. Uh, I personally have 35 years of Bay Area real estate experience, and I founded the company 10 years ago. The fund's been around for nearly five years and has been paying, on average, 8% out to the investors. Uh, And we use that money that they invest in our fund only to make real estate loans, short-term real estate loans to those who have a a need for fast funding, but also have an exit strategy and a reliable way to pay us back because we like to make short-term loans that get paid back quickly. And we revolve that money over and that revolution of capital combined with the rates and fees we charge allow us to produce a nice little yield that's uh, been averaging uh, right around 8%. A little bit less uh, last year. 785 was our distributed return in 2017. And again, for, for more information, do go to our website. That's Pacific Private Money. 
Com. But what I want to talk about a little bit was um, that, uh, Nam, you met someone today, uh, uh, not today, but this week, who uh, is in the, she's a realtor yeah. in, in the real estate business and was actually surprised at uh, learning more about investing in a mortgage pool fund in that she had been investing in real estate secured notes for years. Right. And talk a little bit about why she was surprised. Yeah. So, and actually there are a couple of uh, investors um, this, this month or this week um, who were real estate investors more on, you know, acquiring individual properties. Um, she was surprised because she was, she, you know, when you're buying individual uh, properties and flipping them, or you're investing in individual notes, there's more risk. There's more work to find those properties. And, and when she heard about our fund and that it pays 7.5%, she's like, well, what do, I, uh, what do I have to pay to get in? Which is surprising, or you know, do I? What else do I have to do? Yeah, what kind of load? Yeah, what kind of load? Or what do I have to do about the buyer? You know, what information? You mean all I have to do is just write you a check, exactly, and you you pay me seven and a half to eight percent on that money? Where's the? Yeah, what's the catch? What's the catch? catch? Yeah, and so she was surprised. You're not going to make eighteen percent. So is that (laughs) is that net of fees? And and what are the fees? So it was uh, it was refreshing to hear that because um, you know I think uh, a lot of investors are pulling out of uh, acquiring properties now and holding them because uh, real estate might have reached its, not peak per se, but a plateau. It's apex. Yeah, well, it's apex. It's really, it's an individual choice. So right. so if you're a real estate investor out there and you believe that prices have gotten frothy, if you own real estate and you're wondering if now is the time, I will tell you that we have a lot of investors putting money into our fund right now. Uh, their sale proceeds from real estate. Now, some of them are taking advantage of the fact that they can sell now and pay lower capital gains taxes thanks to tax reform. And they're deciding rather than to do a 1031 exchange change or, or, or buy more real estate uh, at the prices they are now, uh, some of them are looking to, you know, basically cash out, take their profits on real estate. But what do you put it in? And if you've listened to our show, you'll know that we are very big proponents of investing in real estate debt. That's what you're investing in if you invest in the Pacific Private Money Fund. You're investing in real estate debt. Um, At Pacific Private Money, we offer both fund investments and we do offer individual notes as well. But as Nam was was hinting at, uh, those who've invested in individual notes know that it's a lot of work. Uh, It's riskier uh, in that you need to do your own analysis. And just because a, a licensed mortgage broker offers you a note investment opportunity doesn't mean it's been necessarily well vetted. I mean, everybody right. around uh, uh, here in, in California that offers these notes, there's, there are hundreds of real estate uh, brokers, uh, licensed real estate brokers operating as, as private money loan originators uh, who are offering these, you know, so-called trustee investments, as they're called in California. When you, when you invest in a California-based note, it's called a trustee investment. And, you know, everyone's different in, in the, the due diligence they do. And some actually don't do a whole heck of a lot of due diligence. You've got to be really careful and you've got to vet that. Yeah. You know, and if I can add to that too, there was another investor who um, had sold one of her investment properties and was looking to buy another one, but there, was, there wasn't as much opportunity out there for that. So she said, you know what, I'm going to park my money for the next 18, 12, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. And so she put it in the fund. She's earning a nice solid return. And in the meantime, she just wants to see where the market goes because she feels like it's, you know, right. You there. brought up a point that we didn't we didn't Fair mention, enough. which is the lockup 
lockup period for the Pacific Private Planning Fund is only one year, and lockup periods are actually a requirement of uh, of mortgage pool funds. Uh, those that are that are um, created under you know the the uh, 506 Reg D, which is a type of syndication that most mortgage pool funds in California uh, operate under. Uh, they have a a, a lockup period, and some are as high as five years, and it's uh, I think the average is two years. We have a 12-month lockup, just one year, uh, and so it is n- not putting your money away. It's not committing it for a long term, and after 12 months, uh, you can put money, you can take money out with, with no prepayment penalties. So, so in our mortgage pool fund, as most mortgage pool funds, there's no load going in or out. So again, it was kind of refreshing to talk to that real estate investor and have her say, you mean I could just, I could just write you a check and you'll start paying me interest and, and you know, there's monthly. no load and there's right. no fee and I get a monthly mm-hmm. check and I don't have to worry about early payoffs. I don't have to worry yeah. about, uh, um, you know, getting the money back and, and not being able to place it right away. So plus, it is. Plus you can reinvest. And you can reinvest. Right. You could add to the account. So there's, there's a lot of, and, and yet if you're listening out there and you're, you're a note investor and not a fund investor, you're saying, well, I, I still prefer notes. I'm not going to let you guys decide how to invest my money. We totally get that because we have both types of clients. We have the right. clients that want to be in control. They like playing the game of note investing. It's a challenge. For some, it's a full-time job. They're good at it. They know how to analyze. Uh, they've got the tools to, to, to make an analysis of the borrower and the lender. They know how to read a credit report and an application and all that stuff, and they like to do it. And they're in control. Control is really the the, the, the biggest difference. Well, you know, the one thing with the um, people who have questions about the fund, I would kind of like it, liken it to a mutual fund, right? You can get mm-hmm. a, a no-load mutual fund. You can get in, you can get out. You know, the, you're trusting the manager to buy stocks, right? Right. Or, or bonds. In this case, you're trusting the manager to invest in the, you're being the bank. Right. And we That's invite right. anyone to do, do a deep dive due diligence on, on Pacific Private Money and its sponsors, including myself included. Um, I think we will withstand uh, that scrutiny and we're good at what we do. Very good. For more information, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. Third trivia question. Which hard luck head coach was the first to lose for Super Bowls? Yeah. That's our question. All right. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. Which hard luck head coach was the first to lose for Super Bowls? All right. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fond. Third trivia question. I always had to look at you to remember your name. Yeah, no. Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy at the yeah. mic? Which hard luck head coach was the first to lose four Super Bowls? Uh, I know I know the name. It's the tip of my tongue. Okay, guess which team? The Bills. Patriots, no. wasn't it? Oh, was it? No, no, it was Vikings. Vi- oh, the oh. Bud Grant. Bud Grant Bud Vikings. Grant, which, That's it's funny, right. if you, if you looked four. at uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, they when the Vikings played, um, I think it was when they were playing the Saints, and they showed Bud Grant. This, it, I mean, now he's an old man, right? And usually mm-hmm. old people have a hard time in cold weather. And it was like, you know, like 18 degrees in Minnesota, and he was like in shorts and a T-shirt <laughs> walking to the, to the half. <laughs> really? Yeah, I couldn't believe that guy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Pretty amazing. Uh, Nam, uh, we actually have a an email question that uh, came in, and we're going to let you ask Mark. Yeah, an investor uh, emailed in and said, you know, if I invest uh, 200000 
with Pacific Private Money. Uh, the minimum is fifty. I understand that. But if I start out with two hundred thousand, and in uh, let's say a year and a half, I'd like I need to redeem uh, more. Essentially, like one seventy-five, leaving twenty-five in the fund. Is that possible, or do it? Does it have to stay at fifty? You know, why I like that question is because um, it it allows us to talk about the flexibility of investing in a mortgage pool fund. Now, I don't want to speak for all fund managers uh, for every mortgage pool fund in California, but we specifically designed the Pacific Private Money Fund to provide maximum flexibility in terms of how a person can invest in the fund. And so, so what do we mean by that? So, so for example, yeah, she wants to put in $200,000. Uh, she wants to redeem um, all but, let's say, $25,000 in a year after the 12-month lockup uh, uh, has passed. Uh, can, can we allow her to keep 25? I mean, of course we can. I mean, we've got, even though we have a, a stated minimum deposit of 50000 we do have accounts that are less than that for different reasons, like some of our employees, for example, have accounts in the fund at a, at a smaller amount. And, you know, if someone comes in and says, look, I've got 25 now, but I have more I want to put in, will you allow me to open an account? And again, depending on, you know, if they're qualified, if they're an accredited investor, which which is a requirement to open an account in the fund is to be accredited. Um, the answer is yes, of course we can. The other flexibility is that when we say there's a 12 month lockup, the way we at Pacific Private Money enforce that lockup, it's the date from when you first open up your account. We don't add on 12 months for every new investment. Some funds do. We don't. What if you open up a second account six months after your first account? Because maybe now you uh, want to put uh, uh, an IRA account in there in addition to your family trust or just your personal account. In fact, we have, an, uh, we have several clients with three and four accounts in the fund. New accounts don't reset the clock. I mean, we we treat each family, um, no matter how many accounts you do, it's the day you first open your account. So, So why is that important? Well, after you've had an account with us for a year, and let's say you want to open up, you know, a third or fourth account a year later, that account is not subject to any minimum hold. So you can treat it like a money market account. You can put money in, you could take money out, you could add $10,000 here, $10,000 there. We have people who do that. Um, we're not, you know, we, we ask that you don't like take money out all the time. It's kind of a hassle, but, and in fact, most of our clients don't of the 135 clients we have, the vast majority of them add money. Very few take it out. So, so they're not, we've asked them not to treat it like a money market account, but they could if they wanted to. And again, the, the difference between, you know, when you invest in individual notes, you have no flexibility. You have to take the monthly income. You can't say, hey, can you just not pay me and I want the, the interest to add up? Well, I mean, you could if that's the way the note was written, but most notes are not written that way. Um, you have to take the payoff when the borrower wants to pay it off. You can't... Unless you want to, you know, pay to have the note amended, you can't give the borrower another $50,000 because, hey, you want to put that money to work. I mean, it's just, it's not practical. It's not generally not done in this business. So, so um, a lot of flexibility with, uh, in, a, in a mortgage pool fund uh, that you don't have with, um, uh, with individual, individual notes. Individual notes. Uh, Noam, why don't you give us a deal of the week? Yeah. So we had a deal uh, recently where... We provided a second of three hundred and seventy-five. Seconds are dangerous. Seconds are risky. That's risky. That's I lost I my money in a second, two thousand and eight. Ah, but there's more. There's more. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. and it was behind a. I think it was a one point five first. It was a big first. Wow. 
Yeah. So you did it. So you did a. Um, so we did a. We you we yeah. Pacific <laughs> Private Money originated a second loan behind. Uh, how big was that first? I believe it was like one point seven, one point eight, mm. somewhere in that range. So it was, it was up there. You know, as a well, as must a have, that must have been a like, risky loan. So tell so, us more. Well, <laughs> and, and uh, this gentleman didn't have a steady income. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So now we're okay, really now, talking risky. Yeah. yeah so it, why did do you guys make that loan? Ah, glad you asked. So he uh, is a well-known uh, attorney okay. in the Bay Area, whose name and, we won't reveal, of course. Yes, um, and it was was working on needed the funds to keep the operations just going. Just needed some extra right. uh, capital. Um, couldn't get a conventional loan because of the income issue. He's working on a big case, spending all the time on it. It wasn't going to uh, be resolved for, for a year or so. So uh, he came to Pacific Private Money. We looked at his overall profile, the story, um, his background, and the fact that his home was worth north of $10 million. And oh, so, there you go. $10 million <laughs> home with a $1.5 million first. That's 15% loan to value on the first. So I would say our second was pretty well protected there absolutely yeah. so we we made the loan it was a lot of arm <laughs> twisting <laughs> and we'll we'll get paid off in 12 well, to well here's the interesting months. thing is that because the fund made the loan if anything goes wrong the fund has the wherewithal to cover the mortgage payments on a first. Right. So an on a well-secured second, it's not likely it, it, to get in trouble. True, true. Yeah. But even if it does, you, you know, compared to, let's say, an individual who were to make that loan, if anything goes wrong, they're going to have to service individually a 1.2 or 1.5, 1.8, whatever the figure is mm-hmm. for the first mortgage. That's, that's a hefty monthly payment for an individual. Yeah. But right. for a fund, you know, it's $35 million strong. It's not... A huge deal. The odds are the guy's not going to default anyway because there's just way too much equity. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and you know, let's talk about seconds uh, and junior liens for a moment. Um, in fact, at our fun party, Edward, a couple of weeks yeah. back, uh, one of the new investors, uh, the wife of one of the new investors, raised their hand and was very concerned and said, well, You guys are making seconds, and you know, what happens in the next downturn when those properties go underwater? I mean, and she literally said something to that effect, which, you know, we had to explain to that person kindly. Well, well back that, up for a minute. How, it's not like the fund only does second mortgages. You only have a small proportion of the fund that actually even does right. Less than twenty percent of the fund portfolio uh, is junior liens. Eighty percent, over eighty percent, are first position, mostly purchase money loans. But some of the best loans in the fund, and when I say best, I mean the most well secured. In other words, the, uh, the the most conservative loan to value, and we're getting great rates because they're willing to pay higher than uh, what we can charge on a first. Most of our first position loans are paying ni- uh, uh, note rates are nine percent. Our seconds, our junior liens, are, are ten and eleven percent. So it's a nice. It allows us to create that high seven percent yield. So um, you know that's that's the reason why we're not making eighty percent or ninety percent loans. We're not. You know, we there's a lot of lendable equity in, in the loans we make on these junior liens. So again, not all seconds are the same. And, and, yeah. uh, and so 
Um, you got You have to investigate before you, you know, you know, you pass the judgment on Junior Pr- Leans. Prudent right. underwriting yes. is, is what we have to look at there. Okay. Uh, we don't have another trivia question, uh, but we are going to cut to our next commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to have some closing thoughts. So don't touch that dial because you're listening to the best of investing. We will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Nam Fon of... Pacific Private Money. Money. <laughs> All right. We didn't have a trivia question, but um, uh, tell the audience about an event coming up, please. Yeah. So our next fund information session is in Walnut Creek. It's on February 7th. At, uh, at, at That's Mo- coming up. That's yeah. this upcoming Wednesday. week. Yeah. Wednesday night. Two spots left. So, is that it? Yeah. So email in or call us. Email me, nam, N-A-M, at PacificPrivateMoney.com or call 415-883-2150. You think we might expand that just a little bit? Cause, uh, well, there's always some no-shows. It is a weeknight. It's a school night. There is traffic. Some people uh, you know, find they can't make it last minute. But it's at Momo's Restaurant in... In Walnut Creek. Yep. Uh, they got a, uh, a a party room where we're going to have uh, our own little party. We're going to talk about alternative investments. And it's not just the Pacific Private Money Fund. We're also going to talk about two other funds as well. So there's going to be three uh, alternative investment funds that we're going to be talking about. So it's going to be good education, good networking, good food, probably <laughs> a little wine or beer here and there. Yes. Um, of course, you know, uh, everything in, in moderation. But uh, it's going to be our little mini alternative investment seminar uh, where we're going to talk about three different alternative investment funds that you can consider for high yields, high above market yields. So if you're a little bit nervous about the stock market or real estate prices and you're looking maybe to diversify, take some of your profits out of there and put them in alternatives, you know, alternatives are all the rage nowadays. They are. uh, When you go to uh, investor events, they're, they're all talking about, you know, alternatives is the buzzword. Word. Of course, that includes things like, you know, Bitcoin and cannabis, which uh, <laughs> we're here at the Best of Investing. We're not big not fans big of thing, right no. now. We think that's more speculative than investing. But hey, to each his own. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so yes, yeah, so um, Momo's Restaurant, Wednesday, 630. Five o'clock. No, it's five to seven. Oh, okay. I misspoke. Five to seven. And how do people... Uh, it, Register. They can uh, give us a call, 415-883-2150. Go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com, or they can email me, nam at pacificprivatemoney.com. Yeah, 5 o'clock on Wednesday. I'm okay. We only have a little bit of time left, so uh, there's a, another website that people can go to, right? Yeah, so it's privatemoneyloans.com, which is our marketplace for selling, uh, performing loans for Right. We, we talked about we compared and contrasted investing in a mortgage pool fund uh, as opposed to an individual note. And, you know, of course, all three of us here are big fans of both. Um, you know, we I, I think for most investors, especially most passive investors, your best bet, if you're looking for those type of yields that mortgage investing can provide, you really should seriously consider a mortgage pool fund. But if you're an experienced real estate investor, a lot of our uh, note investors, our direct note investors are people from 
home, uh, either active or retired <clears throat> real estate professionals. You know, if you're one of those that say, nope, I really want to invest directly in notes. We now have a platform uh, at privatemoneyloans.com as opposed to pacificprivatemoney.com. I know it's very confusing, but privatemoneyloans, plural, .com is where you can go to look at performing individual deeds of trust, California-based notes that we have originated and that we service that you can invest in. And you can invest fractionally or buy whole notes. And we just launched last quarter, so it's still kind of in startup mode. We're just we're still adding product to it. But go to the website and sign up so that you can be uh, on our alert for when we put new product on there. And we will be adding new notes on a weekly basis. Very good. All right. We are going to cut out here for the day. So here's our thoughts for the day. Learn things from those around you. Enjoy life with those beside you. And don't underestimate those below you. I don't get it. Oh. No, <laughs> here I am coming up with all this good philosophical I was too stuff. long. It was too many words. Too many words? Okay. How about this one? Okay. And life is a work of art. If you don't like what you see, paint over it. Oh, now that nice. I get. That one again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. In other words, if you don't like your life, change it. Right? Yeah. 5% of what happens to you, 95% of how you react to it. Otherwise, even people in Africa, you go, why are you smiling? You have no right to smile. Don't you realize you're in Africa? No, they're happy. For whatever reason they're happy, they're happy. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free, free prizes for answering trivia questions. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.